Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. It's the Irishman running abroad, as usual, with me over here, Jarlath Regan and Sonia Sullivan over there in America. So This week, Sonia is going to explain how we can all fix our running form issues. I visit the legendary Irish running emporium, John Buckley Sports in Cork City, and take a spin out to Ballancolic to take part in what is easily the most cake-fueled park run in the country. I mean, this is basically park run meets bake-off. If you haven't been to the Ballancolic Park Run, you're going to want to go by the end of this. And as always, we'll go around the parishes as Sonia picks her runners of the week. We'll even have time for a little bit of the live line. Vinnie Mulvey jumping on for a deeper dive into the subject of form. Sonia, great to have you on the line. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, it's like summer has arrived here. We skipped spring, I think, and (laughs) we're straight into summer. So it's great. You know, it's all shorts and T-shirt weather. Oh, yeah. And obviously people start appearing out of nowhere uh, for park runs. But the numbers for all of these things go up. I believe you were out in the bike today uh, dodging traffic. Was it was it a packed cycle out there today? Uh, well, there was a lot of people out there. I didn't see too many, but there was a lot of cars in the car park. Um, I had to go to the overflow car park, which was alongside a train tracks. You know, you kind of headed in there and you were thinking, how far down can we go here? <laughs> Before <laughs> We're kind of in danger down of the trains coming in. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful out there today and where I went for a cycle, it, it's, it's like, um, a, an old rail trail and, um, I suppose if it was in Ireland, it would be a greenway. Yeah. They turned that <laughs> into it was, a greenway. Yeah. Yes. It was very green, lovely, lovely trees and good shade. Um, just, just nice to get out. I actually weighed up whether to go to the park run here or not this morning. And then I thought, well, if I go there, then the cycle will be delayed a bit. And yeah, I just I'm only here for another few weeks. And so I decided I've got to go and explore a bit more. Yes, this is Washington. You're up there, uh, not in Portland at the moment. No, no, I'm in Portland. Yeah. Oh, OK. So the, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong map here. Uh, did my, just lo- did my um, thing go up on Strava already? Washington County. Oh, That's- yeah. It's in, yeah, it's in Oregon, but it's Washington County. Yeah, wow. that is a thing. Yeah. Very good. I, I mean, the, the, look, the bike is something that has come up in my research of form and in terms of like getting getting your legs working economically and how actually cross training can be one of the first things that people can suggest in terms of strengthening your legs and strengthening your posture for this running thing. Is that mad stuff or was that one of the things you were going to suggest today when people come to you and go, look, I I think I look a bit sloppy out there running. I know my form's not great and I'm worried that injuries around the corner. Um, Well, you know, running form is a strange one because some people go out there and they just run and they don't care. And then other people want to know all about the running form and how can I be better if I improve my running form? And I think like the main thing really is not to think about it too much. And um, we all have a natural running form that we're going to fall back into anyway. But it's how do you become a bit more efficient when you're out there? And yeah, I mean, a good way is to look at cross training. I mean, when you're on the bike, you definitely feel like you, you're better if you're kind of beast. You know, if your arms mm. are close to your body, your, your, your legs are pretty close and your knees are close together. So you're keeping yourself in a tight space. So... In, 
it should be similar with running, you mm. know, but because you're running, there's more freedom to kind of go all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And when you get tired, that's exactly when that happens. Right. And you've often said to me, focus on your form as you get more tired. But if you don't have like a bull's notion what <laughs> form is, are you like, is there the risk here as we head into this discussion of, as you said, overthinking it and not just going with what is your natural form and to follow up? And I know I'm terrible for doing this. I always go with two questions rather than one. What if you your natural running form isn't great. Well, everybody is different. I mean, who's to say what's what's good and what's bad? Fair um, enough, yeah. You know, I mean, when you're driving down the road and you see people running, you you know, some people, I suppose they stand out as being, you think, oh, that's a good runner. Like when I was driving out this morning, um, I saw a girl running alongside the road and I thought, oh, she looks like a good runner. And I kind of looked behind to see, do I know who that is? And... So you can tell, I suppose, and, and good form, I think it comes from running a lot. Um, so you, know, you can practice all the drills and strides and exercises, all sorts of stuff that you like. But you know, at the end of the day, the more you run, the better you get. Okay. And, you know, but in order, you can't just go out there and, you know, run more automatically. You have to build up to that. So one mm. way to do that is to include things like strides at the end of your run. That's a really good way to improve your form. If you're out for a 30 or 40 minute run, at the end of it, you do six times 20 second strides. And automatically, you'll start to pick up your legs better. Your arms will go more in tune with your legs. Because you can't do that for, you know, 30 or 40 minutes. It takes a lot of practice to do that. So you actually go and and you feel really good doing it in the stride. So the more you can practice that, then the better you will be when you do the the longer runs because you mm. just become more efficient. Yeah, Vinny's brought that up a few times as well. They, like you had those down for me right from the very start of this journey into running. Uh, these pickups or whatever you want to call it at the end of your run where you you don't want to do it, but. <laughs> you you have to do it. And this is one of the reasons for it, right? That suddenly you're forced to concentrate on doing it by the letter or in a more exaggerated or precise manner. And that then you're saying overflows into the next time you run. Is that the theory? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely you will probably start off a bit better because you've been practicing keeping your arms kind of going with a nice motion, keeping them high and um, keeping your legs, picking up your feet. That's the thing Mm -hmm. is to pick up your feet. And the thing, I suppose, when you get to the end of a run, you all just want to go home and take your shoes off and, oh, I'm glad I did that. (laughs) But if you actually stop for, I mean, it's it's 10 minutes maximum to do strides. I mean, not even that, but, you know, you do, because you do your stride and then you walk back and you go again and you walk back and, and you're best if you take your time doing it rather than, you know, rushing it. And, but it's amazing how much better you feel after doing something like that. You know, okay, even, though you're, and yeah. even though you think you're a bit tired and you're like, oh, I don't really have time for this. I, but it does I, add, I think, a, a good dimension to anyone's running program. I'm just going to pull you there on the strides thing in the walk back. Right now, there might be a few people similarly who are like, you walk back like I, I I've been doing strides where 
at the end of the run, I pick it up for 20 seconds and then I jog. I continue jogging for the break. Then I pick it up again. Are those not strides? Do strides have to involve a stop, a walk back or even a walking break between them? Am I doing pickups and not strides or is there no hard and fast rule on these things? Well, you can do it both ways. I mean, it's, you can, you can, I suppose if you do the stride and you keep jogging, you probably time the whole thing and add it into your run. Hmm. But if you finish your run and then you just do some strides, then um, if you ask any sprinters, like real sprinters who don't run very much, um, in, as in, in distance terms, they would take as much rest as possible. Right. So generally I would do, like what I've been doing recently when I do this is I do 20 seconds fast, relaxed, you know, you feel that you're running with good form. And then I have 40 seconds and I can either jog or it's a bit of a turnaround and you get ready to go again. Or you can walk back. And, you know, so does, you're not doing this to increase the running that you're doing. You're doing it to increase the efficiency of your running. So it doesn't matter. It's what, what you prefer. Mm. Like if you like to stop, walk back, go again, then it just allows you to reset a little bit. Yeah, um, they're probably going to be you, more you, precise strides yeah, with more rest. The jog, when you include the jogging in there, it becomes a bit more of a fartlet. Mm. And so when you do that, then you're kind of in, making it a bit of a run, more of a run than it should be. So mm. I, I think it's good to just do them, you know, as it, it's, the focus is on the actual stride, whether it's 20 seconds or 100 meters or 80 meters. It's fast, relaxed, and you just recover from it and you go again. And, you know, you start off not super fast and you build into it. And the second one is a bit better. And so you're, you're thinking about it. You know, you're thinking about how you're picking up your feet. You're thinking about how you're moving your arms and trying to keep them straight and streamlined as possible. And so you're actually thinking about the movement that you're doing rather than just, oh, I gotta do something fast here and then jog and fast and jog. Hmm. And the focus is, you know, combining the mental and the physical, like, why am I doing this? So that when you're out there for a run or in a race and you get a bit tired, maybe you go back and you think, oh, how about those strides? Maybe I should think about picking up my feet here or moving my arms a bit more you know, closer to my body, a bit faster and a bit like a, you know, a puppet on strings. <laughs> one, one helps the other. <laughs> yeah, look, I definitely tanked a bit at the end of this Balancholic Park run today. I went out in a ridiculous pace of 350 for the first kilometre and then managed to hold it at 403 for the next three. And then just in this final K, I was actually thinking, Jesus, I should have done more strides this week because you are in that habit of going, yeah, now, uh, now revert to that practice for the final half a K and everything's fine. But instead, I just just topped uh, 20 minutes for it and uh, another opportunity to break 20 at a park run slipped away. But that's not what this was about. I have to say a massive shout out to all of those people that were out there. Uh, Ian O'Brien gave me the shout to come down 
Uh, he was at, of course, Jarzilla in the Everyman Theatre the night before, along with Terry Murphy from Cove and his partner. Uh, Maura, or sorry, Mary DeBarra showed up as well <laughs> at the park run. It was, you- <laughs> it was magic. It, it was really special. But I, I doubt there was anyone down there, if I quizzed them, each and every one, if I'd done a straw poll, I doubt any of them are happy with their form is some of this issues that we have where we're like, oh, I'd love to improve my form. Just people generally just not being happy with how they look, the kind of body dysmorphia or running dysmorphia that people have where they want to look like the pros. But, you know, in reality, you're running just fine. Um, I think a lot of people probably feel fine when they're out there, but then when they see a picture of themselves or a video. Oh, yeah. then they it's <laughs> totally different to what you imagine. Yeah, and you, you kind of think you look much better than that, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, "Oh, that's I I could do I could improve that." Yeah. So I think once once that gets into your head, then it's very hard to get rid of it. Mm. Um, but I don't think everybody's out there worried about their form. Mm. <laughs> I think you know most people couldn't care less. Mm. But in saying that, if you can use little things, you know, to help you to be more efficient, then you'll be happy with the results that you get in running. So then you'll be happy your form. And I suppose as well as focusing on your legs and picking your legs up and moving your arms, you also have to look at the positioning of your head because, you know, you've got to lead lead from the top. And so if you're looking down, then you're you're going to be a bit hunched over. So the best form you can have is to look ahead. So always be looking down the track and, you know, you're looking, you know, a good bit down, like, like the horizon line ahead of you yes you're looking ahead and you try to do that as much and you'll often hear coaches say that to their athletes if they're you know shouting at them when they're running a race and they say but keep your head up pick your head up Uh, look up look up look in front of you and you know you look ahead look ahead at what's going on in front of you and you know generally there's some people in front so you look ahead and then you see if you're catching up to them and if you are then you get more motivated to move a bit faster and you know, it, it just helps you to run better. Yeah, isn't it funny the way that we do tend to look down when we're tired? Like that that seems to be the mistake that so many people make, that you hunch the more fatigued you become. I remember hearing Shane Benzie talk about this. You know, Shane Benzie, the running coach, he, he wrote, what's the book he wrote? Uh, the Lost Art of Running. Uh, All right, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he, he he's talking about human elasticity the whole time. And he said what you said, which is the head leads it, that it pulls the whole body up by this string at the top of your head and it forces you to bounce more. His whole thing was that if we're catching more air in our run, that the that's that's where you want to be. Not bouncing along the road, hopping off the pavement, but in fact, using the uh, finding a natural bounce in your step is where you want to be. And that brings up this word cadence. As I looked at the statistics from this park run today that I did, my cadence went right down as I got tired. What can we take from cadence? And is cadence actually the key to improving your form on a very basic level, just taking more steps or smaller steps it is but it's kind of hard to measure i mean people say it's on your watch but i mean how many people are running around looking at their watch and 
seeing and what their ca- current cadence is. Mm. I think a lot of people see it when they come home and they look at what uploads on the Garmin or the Strava or whatever you're using. Um, yeah. So as much as it's a number and it's, you know, if you're running faster, you probably take more steps in 100 meters than if you're running slow, I think. I'd have to yeah. do a test. That's, oh, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah. So there, there is often a lot of talk about cadence. And um, Coco gave me this thing the other day. I think this might be useful. It's a, like a pod thing that you put on your shoe. And I haven't worked out how to use it yet. Oh, but I know I the yoke, that, yeah. Yeah, I think that might measure your cadence. And that might be a useful thing to give a go. I'll, I'll read mm. about it a bit more and... Maybe yeah, you, can the, the you, could, you, you, you can be the guinea pig and you can <laughs> check it out. Because I, I reckon we've come back to Cadence a number of times. We have, and, uh, we have, yeah. You, you, haven't, you haven't converted me over yet. Oh, I no. know, I can understand it and I see, you know, they say a good level of Cadence, I think, is like, you know, 90 steps. I assume it's a minute, is it? 90 a minute? Yeah, uh, um, I'm look. I'm pull up my one here from the day. It said my my... Steps per minute, 190. Yeah. yeah, 190 is what I averaged. 190, uh, that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. This is it. We need to get Shane Benzie on the podcast to let us know what's the right amount. But I know someone that might have a product like the one you're describing, Sonia. It's Mark over in John Buckley Sports in Cork. I paid a visit to probably the best running emporium in Ireland. Here's me on my little visit into this shop that Sonia loves so much. I'm here in John Buckley Sports, the legendary sports shop in Cork with Mark Hanrahan. Mark, thanks a lot for showing me around the shop now. Don't go quiet on me now when I hit record because you've been filling me in on the whole history of the place and how it all began. I mean, like Sonia started episode one of the podcast by saying to people you need to get to a shop like John Buckley Sports and get the right shoes on your feet. That's your day today. I do it nine to five six days a week we get all sorts we get the likes of Sonia we get seven-year-old runners starting off in track and field we get walkers 90-year-old men and women and everything in between so we try to accommodate for everyone because mm, uh, everyone's different everyone is different everyone's feet are different everyone's goals are different so we try to accommodate all that so you were here 17 years as you said like we were just looking at how flat and how uncushioned running shoes were. Yeah. Like, when you first saw your first pair of super shoes come through the door, tell me now, honestly, did you go, this will never, this will never take off? Um, until you try them, tried them on, and then we realised, yeah, there's something in this. It's, it was surreal. Going from the one I showed you a while ago there to completely flat, Mm. Zero cushioning. Yeah, the Vinnie no, Mulvey special. The Vinnie Mulvey special. <laughs> um, to what they are now, where they're 42 mils high, uh, carbon plated, and they do what they say in the tin. Like, it, it, like, they're magic shoes. They are. They are. And, like, the argument for getting into a pair of them and coming down and actually get fitted up to find the right one, because, look, Vaporflies mightn't be for you. Maybe yeah. there's another version for you. The argument for it is what? One, you'll go faster. Two, you'll recover better. That's Absolutely. Like it makes uh, anywhere from 5K to marathon, 
Do you know, you, you, you shaved seconds off your 5K, you shaved minutes off your marathon, and even just the recovery aspect of the shoe is massive. Mm-hmm. Your legs aren't taking the same pounding, so like you've a uh, much more responsive cushioning in them, which takes that pressure from the legs. Yeah. So it, it gives, you know, you, you have a small bit more the next day when yeah. you should be... <laughs> Tired and bait, basically. Well, well, we're just starting the road to Dublin. A couple of weeks ago, we were going, right, well, let's start building from the foundations up. Sonia was on about, right, well, get your diet right. Let's get you eating the right, put the right petrol in. But really putting the right wheels on the car has to be essential. So what I've just tried on here is an ASICS shoe that you were like, this is your bread and butter yeah. training shoe yeah. for the marathon what's it called and why should people be in it the ASICS gel Nimbus and whether you're walking is a fantastic shoe if you're running is a fantastic shoe if you're training for a marathon what a lot of athletes would do is they keep a shoe like that for their day-to-day training mm. they'll keep their Alpha Fly their Vapor Fly their Ciccone Endorphin for racing and maybe doing shorter stuff on the track or on the road um but it acts as a recovery tool as well. If you go out and do a long run, a lot of people use that shoe for that. The cushioning that's in it is huge. As you yeah, said, yeah, you tried yeah, it on, it's like a Range Rover. It was like a Range Rover. That's what it was. Now, before we go, really, really quick, uh, the history of this shop is something really beautiful. You said John Buckley, who started it, yeah. was, was just a man with a shop and then a kind of a side in basketball shoes. Yeah. Well, John... John started over 40 years ago. He started off in Strawberry Hill in Cork with a grocery shop. And at the back of the shop, John was always a runner. And at the back of the shop upstairs, he had a few sports shoes, basketball shoes, running shoes. And people used to come in and get there the almost illegally, kind of. <laughs> and um, then we moved to another part of the city, only 100 yards from where we are now. And we moved down to where you are now here in this shop 20 years ago and like we, we've just been serving Cork we get people from all over the country um, we have an online website as well which yeah. we get a lot of business we're ahead from of the game the with that yeah but we, we kind of specialise we, we treat every everyone the same when they come in um, so whether they're an Olympic athlete or whether they're just starting off we give them the same treatment yeah Um well, you can feel it. I'll be honest with you. You can feel it when you walk in that it, you're not going to have people looking down their nose at you. You definitely have... The place just seems so welcoming to runners of all levels. Yeah. And I, I recommend people just, you know, pop in. That's, that's, what I'm, that's my recommendation for the week. We're going to pick up these kicks before I head off to do my show. But, man, thanks so much. Thanks Brilliant to meet you. Happening. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Mark's such a nice guy, Sonia. And he, he was a hell of a runner back in the day himself, right? Yeah, Mark Hanrahan, he's a, a great runner. He, um, Yeah, I mean, he'd be well under 15 minutes for 5K. He's um, got a fine poster of himself on the window of the John Buckley <laughs> He didn't put that up himself. He said that someone else put that up there. But this every, shop, time I go, every time I go there, I see the poster. I say, oh, it's still up there. <laughs> your yeah, your like, picture's up there, obviously. There's the shoes that you wore in the 2015 London Marathon. Eamon Coughlin's shoes are on there, Dor- Dervil O'Rourke's. Um, the the shop itself, what's your connection to it? Yeah, I mean, it's just a iconic place and, you know, you're never too far away from it when you're walking around Cork City. When you go in there, you know, the first question is, well, what are you trying to achieve? You know, what do you need these shoes for? Mm. And how much how much running are you doing and how much do you want to do? And are you training for something? And 
you know, because they, that's their sole, like, focus is running. Like, it's not a sports shop, it's a running shop. And so they know what people need and know what suits people. Um, you know, as much as people go in there and they look at the shoes and, you know, people are attracted to the shoes because of the color or the style or how they look. And you, you'd be very quickly kind of directed away from that to, you know, I've got something here that will be good for you. Mm, and they yeah. go out the back come with something that may not be on the shelf at all. Yeah, I'll see what's in the back. That's my favorite expression when you're in a shop. Well, I might have something in the back that's not for the general public. Shout out to Mark and John Buckley Sports there. It's time to go around the parishes and let's see what Sonia spotted on Strava this week and who her runner of the week is. Okay, I have one here, um, Shane Barry. Um, and I, it came up, I saw, all I saw was Park Run, but it was actually the Huddard Park Trail Run. Uh, 21.1 kilometers, so a half marathon. I'm not sure if it was an event or it was just a run he did. Um, in San Francisco, it took him two, two hours, 12 minutes. So I'd say there must have been a few hills out there, I'd say. Yeah, very so good. well done to... Sh- shout out to Mary Sweeney, who I met at the Balancholic Park Run, doing her 50th, Sonia, 50th Cork Marathon. Uh, she threw in an extra mile after the park run with a friend there. She's 63 years old and I even managed to grab a little bit of audio with her here. Mary Sweeney. And where are you from, Mary? I'm from, I'm from Balancolic and I run the bars. Right. And I, I, I'm one of the Eagles yeah. uh, runners as well because we good. all train together and we have a great time, as you can yeah, see. Those track sessions are now legendary. They appear on Instagram all the time. Who is uh, cracking the whip at those? They do. Do you know now, Siobhan Holland is fantastic there. And I'm not an Eagle Club member. I'm at the bar, so I don't actually go to the track oh, sessions with them. I don't go to here. the track with them, Ian and them. But I tell you what, because, number one, I'm 63. Jesus. And I'm just afraid in case if I start going yeah, back to track sessions. Yeah. I, I've had my day in the track. Would I, would I do it all again? Yes. But I know now that if I'm sensible, I can continue down here with look what we have oh, heaven it. and earth Absolutely. I'm not, and no, I'm not just saying no that on a wet day a cold day yeah. a frosty day any day here the elements it doesn't matter it's, it's wonderful wonderful park wonderful people wonderful park run and I just think we're so lucky yeah. thank you so thank much you. oh Mary she's unbelievable she's, she's one of the greatest runners out there she's so good <laughs> Oh, I mean, get that framed. Put that, put that on your singlet, Mary. I also just picked. You know, I, I yeah. know if I ever turn up to a race, which and Mary is there, which you know she invariably will be. She's rarely not at a racing car. Um, you know that you know there's no jogging around here today. <laughs> she she keep she keep everyone honest who should be you know around her. Yeah, so, she's, uh, she's yeah. a character she t- as well. She comes to Cove every year and she's also an aunt of um, Aoife Cook, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, I also want to give a shout out to Dennis Brown and Siobhan Holland, who apparently I pipped on the line. Uh, Siobhan is doing Chicago Marathon this year. Best of luck to Siobhan. A fella called Don, Sonia, made these dates that have to get a shout out. This thing had more cakes at it than I've ever seen in my life. But this fella had, he told me he'd split the dates open with a scalpel, taken out the nut, filled it with peanut butter, then put (laughs) uh, dark chocolate over it and sprinkled coconut uh, on it and put them in the fridge. Best thing I've ever 
tasted after a park run shout out to Don and Graham the kit man supreme received a very special prize there uh, at the Balancholic park run shout out to him Colette and Prunchius of course for organising everything who else did you spot Sonia? So I have Ken O'Mahony uh, it was a couple of people actually ran the Killarney half marathon seems like it was yeah. a, a beautiful morning beautiful scenery and um, mind you said it was a poor run <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it wasn't flat. It was rolling hills killed him, but he still managed to get around in under four minutes per kilometre, one hour 24. And um, our fa- one of our favourites, Pete Howie. Pete Howie. Pete what Pete a Howie man. Ballymore Cove. He was in the Killarney Half Marathon as well. And um, I think he did a 12th place and a personal best, one hour oh, 22. Unbelievable. So still, still flying around the place there. Absolutely unbelievable. Shout out to Cara Whelan as well in Edinburgh. She says a nice relaxed run through Hunter's Hall and Laura Hobbins, who is squeezing in runs on the holiday in Spain. I mean, that's another that's another episode altogether, Sonia. Squeezing it in on the holiday. Do you take the holiday or do you just accept this isn't this is not gonna happen? Yeah, I think you enjoy the holiday more if you go out and do some bit of activity. You know, whether it's running or, you know, you rent a bike when you're away or go for a swim. I think, you know, Definitely. you need that little bit of, you know, exercise time as well. A holiday doesn't mean that you have to sit in your arse and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Take that this summer, everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But also a little bit of a break away from the family's no harm as well. You get off to do something, they get a break from you. And Jesus, uh, I have not been the most cracked to be around the last couple of weeks with this kind of layoff period after the marathon but i'm back at it this week fully attending vinnie mulvey's running camps in the phoenix park which you can still sign up for on tuesday nights and saturday mornings if you're up for it vinnie is going to jump on the live line now and talk a little bit more to us about what what you really need to start thinking about if you're concerned about certain parts of your running form Talk to Jar on 1850-715-815. Vinnie Mulvey, good afternoon to you. Uh, joining me on the live line. My voice went mad there for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a bit of a frog in your throat there. <laughs> yeah, very Joe Duffy. Um, yeah. Everybody walks around with a certain concern, don't they, around their form. When you meet people who are like worried about their form, what's the first thing you say to them? Just relax and don't overthink it is the first thing I'd say, you know, um, mm. there are things you, you can do to help your form and everything, but it's not the be all and end all, but it's it's just another piece in the puzzle. Do you know, mm. it's not, I wouldn't be putting more weight on it than other things, you know? Yeah. Well, the reason why people put weight on it, Vinny, I believe is that they're maybe new to running. I feel like it's a new runner's concern because people who've run marathons go, well, can't be that bad <laughs> through a marathon. Uh, new runners worry about it because they're probably feeling pain that they wouldn't normally feel. And they may attribute that to heel striking or they've seen, as Sonia said, a video of themselves running and they go, how the fuck do I look like that when I'm meant to be doing this thing that's meant to be so effortless and flowy? Yeah, well... Some of the best runners in the world are heel strikers. I think people focus way too much on that. Like, yeah, the perfect form is landing midfoot and all that kind of stuff and the, the knee angle and the the, the angle of your, your body lean forward and all that kind of stuff. But I think you have to try and get away from 
looking for perfection because you're not going to get perfection. But hmm. there are things you can do to improve. Yeah, definitely. All right. So Sonia's tips of the week this week. Well, first and foremost, she's saying more running. Like if you do more, your your running form will improve. You go along with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if you do more of anything, your body, your body kind of morphs. Like the, it's like an evolution or something, you know. It's not something you you perfect or, or even improve in a few weeks or a few months. Even you know, you're mm-hmm. looking at years, like you know, and and yeah, um, you just have to be patient with it. But yeah, your body, the more yeah, Sonia's right. Like if you just do more and more and more of something, your your body adapts, and your body is always looking for the easiest way to do something and the most efficient way to do something you know so, so some of it will happen automatically yeah definitely so some some of the fear then i'm sure there's people shouting at the podcast now going yeah but what if i'm running wrong and i'm doing more of the wrong thing is, is that really only a concern if you're going too fast in real terms you know there's some world-class runners out there with terrible form you know but they get around the track a new runner uh, a person that's new to running isn't going to spot these things on themselves like you know mm-hmm. that you do need help from other people just to kind of just little cues like you know oh geez look you're not that you're not lifting your knees high enough or whatever it is you know okay yeah. well let's get into that then when you say lifting knees this is one of the first things you shouted at me when i was uh, <laughs> running at the pillow that's your lot if you're listening on a free platform right now come on over become a member of irishman running abroad on patreon.com forward slash irishman abroad and get the rest of my conversation with Vinny mulvey on form get sonia's tip of the week and lots lots more it's only a fiver a month and you get access to the full back catalogue of our episodes including conversations with the greatest irish people ever to have lived and double size episodes of marion mckeown on a friday I should say I'm also on tour at the moment. There's tickets left for my shows in Armagh, Tralee, Bristol, Brighton, Birmingham, Nace, Kilkenny. There's so many dates. They're all up there on jigzer.com. And the big show taking place in the Olympia Theatre is now sold out. So we've added a second show in the Olympia Theatre. I know I'm as surprised as anybody. But all those dates can be found on my website jigzer.com if you'd like to come and see me live over the next few months one of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically you know exercise wise Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 